I got a grind, won't stop. Hustle won't quit. Shine like no other. I be on some other shit. I got a high price lifestyle, super bad bitch. If I want it, then I got it. If I don't, then all I gotta do is go. Yeah, yeah. Stay up by my bitch. Uh -huh. Ball till I fall. Say what? Lost till I finish. I dig go. What's up, man? It's been a while. It has been a I bet, long time. I bet we haven't had like a um, deep conversation in probably like 15 plus years. I mean, we've seen each other a time or two and been like, hey, what's up, man? How's life? But I don't think we've actually like dug into much in a long time. No, I don't think so. And it's been, um, you know, I haven't been around Casper a whole lot, but um yeah it, it's probably been since we were roommates in college for like a semester yeah yeah it probably was and i mean so we go all the way back to i mean when we were our youth days in in church and um school and high school and then yeah like derek said we were roommates in college um, right. so Derek and I have known each other for a long time, but we kind of lost contact, um, after that sweet semester at Black Hills State University, <laughs> which uh, I remember some bits and pieces of it, but, um, <laughs> it was interesting. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, so I, think I even worked for your dad or some, somewhere along the lines did something with your dad or some guy that worked with your dad i can't even remember back in the day yeah like roofing or something roofing and siding and gutters or something like that i, I oh we, yeah we that was that. that was big jim man big jim and that's right jim that's right yeah. jim and jory that's right jim and jory i forgot you worked for them that's funny yeah so dude so like a lot has changed in your life over like the past 15 years and I mean, I've kind of kept track of you via like chatting with your folks or your sister or on social media or whatever. Um, and then I've obviously just kind of seen you um, just, you know, when we see each other in passing by or whatever. Um, but like, tell me a little bit about what's going on, man. I mean, like, give me a, a quick rundown of like, after after we we both parted ways at Black Hills, like what what happened after that? You know, I, um, so yeah, Black Hills, a lot of fun, but it was, um, it was just a party time for me. I went to, to college with no intentions of actually really participating in, in college, but just going and partying. And, um, I, I don't know how you left Black Hills, but I ended up going on academic suspension. I basically got kicked out of Black Hills, not for like behavior, but, I wasn't going to class, so there was no point in me being there. It, I guess how they looked at it. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, you know, and I, I just I hit a party phase, and it lasted for a lot longer than it should have. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I accomplished some things here and there. I ended up going to, to Casper College and um, getting an associate's in, in fire science with all these big plans of working for the fire department apartment and this and that and that never worked out and um uh, a lot of the last 15 years were actually working in the oil industry and 
working in this shop and that shop and doing this and that. And even when we moved down to Colorado, I worked in the, in the oil industry and um, just was never really doing much and still partying. And it got to the point to where it wasn't so much partying. It was just drinking and drinking and drinking. And um, it, yeah, it got a little out of hand and, I, and I'm an open book, man. I, I hit some rough spots with that and um, decided to make, some moves, some adjustments around that and ended up going to rehab, stint rehab for 30 days, um, got clean. Um, I'm going on, it's been a little over two years, um, nice. since, since all that happened, but I haven't been completely sober since then. You know, I've had my, my slip ups, I guess you would call it, but, um, for the most part been just on a straight path since then as far as drinking goes and um you know during all that I, I gained a lot of weight you know we when we went to college together um we were in top-notch shape man Playing yeah dude you're you're looking good all of us and I, I was, was uh I was happy to be a roommate <laughs> I was even though we were in all guys dorm but... yeah yeah it's cool it was all good <laughs> <laughs> No, and I, I just let myself go. I was like 175 that first year of college, and then uh, I hit I hit the scale at 250. And after that, I decided this this isn't me. Like this isn't good. So um, lost a bunch of weight. Got all the way down to about 180. So I lost what is that 70 pounds? Yeah. Um, and, you know, things were just things, things started looking up and they're still looking up. Things are going good. Um, you know, I'm not drinking. I'm, I'm taking care of myself, training for a marathon right now. So really, it hasn't been a lot changed in the last 15 years. A lot has really changed for me in the last probably three years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's on the up and up. Well, I remember I remember seeing you and you were large and in charge. Um and I, we hadn't connected for a while, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't, I had no, I didn't know the story. Um, right. I had no idea what was going on or anything in your world. And I mean, you know, you get to be like our age in your late thirties and it's not uncommon for people to be overweight. You know what I'm saying? And right. so it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, whatever, Derek gained weight, like it is what it is. But then I started, you know, on social, you were posting some stuff when you, um started to get to that that point where obviously you got sick of being overweight and uh you were doing crossfit if i remember correctly um yeah. and then you were taking like the cool part was to see your progress because you were taking you were posting like your profile or your like progression pictures and uh i was like holy shit like Derek's getting some shit done. Like he's, he's looking good, man. And then, so that was cool to see, but like, you know, fast forward a little bit, you know, you talked about how your fitness, you know, you started getting back in shape and things started looking up. So like explain that a little bit, like when you started getting back into shape, like what, what things kind of started to change in your life? Um, I, you know, I just, I started feeling more myself again. I, uh, it, it, it's hard to explain that we just with the whole, the, the, the drinking thing, you know, mm -hmm. I, it was hard to kind of figure out why I was drinking the way I was. And 
all these people always say there's, you know, some sort of underlying thing, like, were you abused as a kid? What, like, and none of that. And, and you know, my family, like, it was nothing like that. It was just, uh, I think I got uncomfortable with myself. It started with a phase of partying and then uh, the weight started coming on and I was just masking it. And a lot of it is also like denial. Like you mentioned, you, you would see me and there I was large and in charge. And I'm sure at that point in time, I still was thinking to myself, no, I'm good. I'm good. No one else can notice. Right. But, right. but yeah, I just uh, started, started taking control back and, realizing the things that I loved, like, you know, athletics and, and running and um, not waking up feeling like shit and yeah. having energy and just having more motivation. You know, I know this all sounds cliche, but it's the truth, man. It's uh, it just feels good to be back to normal again. Yeah, dude. No, I went through the same phase. I mean, like where I was drinking a ton, um, like it was, it was easy six pack night and then some. Right. Um, so I, I can relate to you there. And yeah, I mean, I was, I'm in the same boat. Like it wasn't, there wasn't any underlying things that would cause me to do it. I got into the party phase a little bit, but then I was hitting, you know, I was, I was just like, I don't even want to say it was a stress reliever. It was just what I did. Like it was, I feel like in where we were raised, like that was just what you did. Like yep. your, your parents would come home and they'd crack a beer. Um, you know, you'd go hang out with your friends or at your parents' house and they were drinking beer or whatever, you know, it was like just kind of the norm, you know what I mean? Like almost like it was a culture thing. And what and, do you do in Casper, Wyoming? You go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> For real. Like, like you go just, to the lake and you drink. It's just, that's all, that's, yeah. that's what we did. Yeah. And so like, I got caught up in that stuff too, man. And so like, I, I think it's cool that, and I still drink every now and again, I'll have a couple of beers or whatever here and there, but um, not near what I used to. Um, so like, there's one part that you didn't mention in there that I wanted to touch on that I was actually thinking about because my wife and I one time were driving to Utah for a family function of hers. I'm not sure if we were married yet. And uh you had a band and you, you all released you you had an album out and we actually like took a listen to the album. And uh on the way to Utah I was like damn this is really good. Like Derek did a good job. And so like tell me a little bit about that phase of your life because I think that that's a really cool piece of your life that you, you may have left out. Yeah, that, you know, that was fun. The band days. Um, I was always kind of, you know, in high school, like there, there's always these clicks and people think you're either a jock or you're a punk or you're, you know, a nerd, whatever. I was kind of a little bit of all of it. I was like the athlete that sang in choir, but also hung out with like the skateboard kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I, grew up on like punk rock and and pop punk and um got yeah one thing led to another and some guys that I knew we didn't go to high school with them they all went to NC um we're looking for a new singer for um good morning tonight and uh I tried out with them and of, of course I'm sure anybody could guess the song I tried out to it was blink 182 what's my age again because why wouldn't <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it kind of, 
it kind of blew up for us for a little bit. Had a couple albums, did some tours. I think we did that for about nine years. Nothing super serious happened. Um, but yeah, we had fun with it and got a little bit of recognition. Yeah, that's cool, man. Did So did would, I mean, you also, when you're in a band and you get a little bit of momentum, there's some stereotypes that go along with it. Drinking, drugs stuff like that so did that contribute to your drinking habit or like like tell me about kind of how that all worked out it did it definitely did um we definitely had some liquid courage going yeah. into almost every time we, we stepped on stage or something and um i i actually think that the reason we didn't get bigger than we we probably could have is because our our drinking team had a band problem man that that's all we did that's all yeah. we wanted to do yes yeah. drink and party and to the point to where there there would be some shows that i don't even remember playing i don't know how i even got a word out in a song but it definitely contributed to that for all of us and we all kind of look back on it now like damn what were we thinking like what were we even doing uh, hell it's ridiculous it's embarrassing almost but it doesn't take away the fact that we we had fun you know it's a good life experience yeah for sure no that's that's cool and now um you're married how long have you been married actually uh six years on saturday coming up this weekend oh so, sweet happy anniversary thank you yeah we hit this at the right time. So that would be what what's the date on that one? The eleventh? No, the ninth. July ninth, yeah. July ninth, because we're recording this on July sixth. So happy anniversary, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. She's awesome. She's a trooper. She's been there through um a lot, a lot of my downfall. Um you know, the drinking days. Uh, she she stood behind me when I went to that rehab for for a little bit of time and yeah she's awesome her name's alexis she's great she's from casper as well we got married in casper but we're here in florida now do you think that like just going back to the rehab piece a little bit do you think i mean there's a and i think i mentioned this to you in a in a message that your mess is your message like and your experiences are kind of like what defines you and how we learn and grow and whatever. <clears throat> so like going to, so having this drinking problem, going to rehab, like, do you feel like your life would have, I mean, obviously it would have been different, but like, how do I word this kind of like, what are you like going through these experiences with rehab and, and kind of hitting rock bottom? Like, how did that change and define you as a person, you know, to, to like what you're pursuing today? Um, it opened my eyes. Uh, that's for sure. I, um, you know, when I first went to rehab, um, I was kind of in some trouble, had a DUI. Um, and it was, I wouldn't say an ultimatum from, you know, my loved ones, but when I first went, it was more of, okay, I'll go, you guys. If you if that's what I need to do for you to get off my back, I'll go. Um, but anybody that's, that's you know, in recovery will say, if you're going to do it, you got to do it for yourself, not for anybody else. And yeah. I, I realized that after you, literally just a few days of being there, like 
being in denial. I, I'll bring that up again, thinking I don't have a problem. Like I'm, I'm just, this is normal, whatever. I don't have a problem, but there was, there was a serious problem that I was able to uncover while I was there and um, open my eyes to, you know, what I was doing and the trouble I could be in and, and how I, my rock bottom is different than anyone else's rock bottom. And unfortunately, um, I can say, fortunately, my rock bottom, my rock bottom isn't as bad as some other people's. And I'm pretty lucky for that. And I had a chance to really turn things around to where some people, they just can't, <laughs> they, they can't, and, right. they don't, they don't. and um, I was able to build trust, you know, with my loved ones again, I was able to love myself, which I think to answer your question, I was able to love myself again and find value in myself. Yep. And, um, that, that, that was probably the biggest thing coming out of that. And it wasn't just like I did 30 days of rehab and, and that was it. I'm, you know, I'm cured. I, um, I'm still involved with the community with, you know, AA, um, with the sponsor, some of the people that I met in rehab are the best people that I had ever met and that I will ever meet. I absolutely love some of those guys. And um, yeah. it was just, I don't think that I would have been able to realize the severity of what was going on had I not been there. Who right. knows where I'd be right now. I'd probably be divorced on my own and a drunk somewhere, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so do you like, do you, I mean, obviously you still keep in contact and have relationships with the the dudes that you met in AA. Right. Yep. I do. So are they kind of like when you're having an urge to drink or whatever, do you, do you reach out to them or how, like, how does that support system work? Yeah, it, that's exactly how it's supposed to work. Um, whether or not I have been the best at doing that a few times since then is another story, yeah. but that's exactly how it is supposed to work. Um, just a community of people to reach out to. And, um, you know, they're, they're always there if I need them. It, it, it's different than being able to reach out to you know your loved ones, my wife or my parents, because they just, they don't understand. They don't understand what it's like. So, um, right it's kind of a, a bond that we have as far as that goes. And um, even new people I meet, I, I just recently got, cause I, we've only been in Florida for not very long. I say only it's been a while, but I'm just now getting into the AA community here again. And mm. after one or two times of meeting these people, I, I have phone numbers that I can call if I'm, if I'm ever needing to, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That, that's, that's really cool. Um, so let me, let me like, so people oftentimes AA gets mocked, you know what I'm saying? Like, like people joke about it. And I, I think it's mostly just in fun, you know, like you uh, introduce yourself to a group of people and people make a joke like, hello, my name's Nick. I've been whatever, you know how it is. Like, like, like people kind of poke fun at it a little bit. Right. So like, when you were going through the process and like when you were at those meetings, like, like what was actually going on in your brain? Because me, I know I would have jumped back and like thought of some of those jokes and either like, like been like, dude, you, this is dumb. Like, why are you here? Or I would have 
been laughing my ass off making jokes to myself you know what i'm saying like right. like sort of like stuff like that coming to your head i mean this is kind of a strange question but i really think like it's it's so like people like joke about it and whether they're like mocking it or whatever like it's so joked about and like made fun of but like people that have actually gone through it i'm always like well do they see the humor in it or is it like your, your mind completely shifts. You know what I mean? hundred percent see the humor in it still. Like I, I really do. Um, and you still introduce yourself as, Hey, I'm Derek. I'm an alcoholic. Anytime you talk at a meeting, <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, uh, and just to be completely honest, like I love the community and I love how AA works, but there's still a lot, a, a lot of times where I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, what it's it's a little culty and people in AA will will flat out tell you that like it's a little bit culty and I I haven't gotten as into it as as you know a lot of people have the AA thing you know I try to go I try to go to a meeting a week uh-huh. um, but it, it yeah I to answer your question yeah there's still some times where there's still a little bit of humor in it. And I still wonder like, man, this is crazy. I've wondered in the past, is this even for me, but I'm, I'm kind of afraid to test it <laughs> to not, right. to not have that community. So. Yeah. Because obviously it, it made changes in your life. Right. Yeah. And there's amazing people in, involved with it. So it's just, yeah, that's just, that's just kind of how it is. But as the, as a person that's been to AA, yeah, it, we definitely can joke about it, hundred percent. Dude, I had, so I had no idea that you went to rehab. Like that's something new for me. Um, and maybe I said that earlier. Maybe I was just thinking it. <laughs> I don't know. But like, I had no idea um, that you had gone to rehab. And so, like, the things that pop into my brain um, are like, what was your support system like? outside of the people that were like in rehab with you or in your groups, like your parents, your, your wife, like how was your support group when you weren't within the people that actually understood what you were going through? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, they were amazing. I don't think I would have been able to stay there for a full 30 days if I didn't have, have them. Um, for the first like week, if I remember right, there's no contact. I can't talk with anybody, um, which I still don't quite understand that because I would think that they would want us to have support outside. But in a way, it kind of makes sense as well because they don't they don't know if you're going to be talking to somebody that's going to try to talk you into leaving. I, I guess I don't know. But once you got through that, no, my I talked to my wife regularly. Um, my parents, my, you know, my mom being the sweetheart she is, she got me like a notebook that I could have while I was there to like write things down and whatnot. And as you're going through the notebook each day, like certain pages into the notebook, there's, there'll be like a little note that she left and tell me how proud they are of me and stuff. So definitely had the support that I needed from, you know, especially my parents and my wife for sure. Oh, it, awesome. was tough. it was tough being there for 30 days. Um, it was kind of a trip of an experience too. Cause it, I went, I did it in Colorado and it wasn't like, like a hospital facility. Like I guess most people might think like it was actually in a house that we stayed in. A oh, really? nice house. 
in Aurora. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was 30 days and I don't think I could have done it without the people on the outside pushing, pushing for me, rooting me on. So like, how do you handle now? Like if you and I were to go out to dinner and I was like, Hey dude, I'm going to have a beer. Are you like, do you see that as like, Hey man, I can't be in this situation or do you see it as like, well, that's cool, man. I'm not, I don't drink. So whatever. No, it, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty easy to, to tell people no. And the people that I'm around the most here, you know, they already know. Um, right. Right. That I'm drinking. And like my wife and her family and our friends here, none of them are real big drinkers anyway, but right. well, you know, they can have a drink. And that's, that's never really been, one of my triggers is being around it like that. It's not like I see it and my mouth starts watering like, Oh my God, I have to have a drink. So (laughs) luckily luckily I've never been like that. Um, You know, just to, to go back to it a little bit, my, my biggest thing was drinking alone. And I got to the point where I was like, I was the guy like hiding it in the cupboard under the kitchen sink and stuff. So yeah. There, the, the biggest the biggest thing for me was like being alone and being like, oh man, I could get really drunk right now and nobody would know. So that was my problem. So being around it, no, no, that that doesn't bother me. So if you're asking me if, if we want to go out to dinner, you can definitely have a drink, Nick. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm asking you out on a date. You know, oh. and I've always said the biggest thing for me is I don't want people to change how they are because I'm around. That, I think that, that is what would drive me crazy if someone's like, oh, God, Derek's here. We better not have a beer. Like, that's the last thing I want. No, I think that's a cool perspective because, dude, like even for me, um, I don't drink a ton anymore. And and so, like, I'll have a beer every once in a while or whatever. But, like, um, I feel like that's the way people look at me. And and you probably have felt this, too, dude, because, like, um four years ago or five years ago, I don't even know. I was pushing 220. Um, and now I'm down to 190 and it was the same stuff. I was drinking, eating like shit, just unhealthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's almost like when you make that change and you get yourself into decent shape where you look decent, you feel decent, you start to eat healthy. Like people act a little bit different around you. And like, I joke about it, like we'll go to dinner with like friends or whatever. And, you know, like who've, you know, maybe they've seen the whole process or whatever. And, and and they've flipped me some shit in the past or whatever about drinking and eating healthy and blah, blah. But I'll like straight up ask a waitress, like, Hey man, do you guys carry tofu here? And like, just keep a straight face and the whole table, just like eyes get huge and they look at you like you're crazy and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm just joking. Like I'll have a burger or a steak or something. You right. know what I mean? But like, like people, people just like, I mean, I feel like people try to almost accommodate you. You know what I'm saying? When you're, you're in those certain situations. You're right. And I'm with you, dude. I don't, I don't think it's right. I think people should be themselves and whatever. Yeah. If you want to eat like shit and drink like shit, that's, that's your deal. Exactly. You know, ho- you know, and like, hopefully like your story, like has, has gotten people to notice and make life changes, but 
it's like you said, like your change comes internally. Right. You got to want to do it for yourself. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's the old phrase, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. You know, and I always thought too, like, kind of going back to learning to love myself again, like, how am I supposed to love my wife as I'm supposed to, if I don't even love myself? So, you know, there, there's just things like that. And, um, granted, you know, I'm, I'm making changes for myself, but it's really making changes for people around me too, in a better way. Oh, you, that makes perfect sense. Like I have come up with a philosophy, like if I'm not my best self, I can't be the best husband, the best dad, the best boss, the best owner, the best investor, the best, you know what I'm saying? Like I have to be at my best to be able to give everybody what I have. And so like, if I'm not, then it's not fair to them. It's not fair to my kids. If I'm home drunk every night, Exactly. it's it's not fair to my wife. If I'm home drunk every night or if I'm unhealthy, like, my wife and I had, we, we came up with a rule a couple of years ago. We're like, cause we, we, we based our whole relationship on like making each other happy. And I think that is cool, but she wasn't that happy. And I really wasn't that happy either. You know what I mean? It's not like our marriage was ever in shambles, right? but we had to come to a conclusion and be like, it's not my responsibility to make you happy. And it's not her responsibility to make me happy. I have to find my inner happiness by doing what I need to do for myself, getting in shape, eating healthy, doing hard shit, whatever it is. She has to do the same. And yeah. then we're going to come together and the, and the happiness is almost organic. You know what I mean? Right. And so yeah. I don't know if you guys have experienced anything like that in your world. Whereas once you made those changes, like, did you notice like a stronger relationship? Actually? Yeah. A hundred percent for sure. Um, it, it definitely has made a change as far as that goes. And, you know, as, as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking like literally just recently, my wife, you know, cause we just moved to Florida. Her mom mm-hmm. lives here, which is kind of the big reason we came here, but she had said something along the lines of, you know, she came to Florida to, to find happiness and, and to see what makes her happy. And the old me would have been selfish and be like, what is that supposed to mean? You know? Yeah. Yep. And, and I was able to hear that and read that, that she said that and, and be like, you know what, that, that makes complete, absolute sense. I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing selfish about it. It has nothing to do with me. Right. No, I just think it goes to like being your best self. Like, I don't want my wife to be grumpy all the time. I wouldn't want to hang out with her. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. if she has to do some shit to go, uh, put her heart at ease and make her feel better than like, by all means, please go do it. And, and, and we'll, we'll chill later. Um, so moving on a little bit, I mean, right now you're training for a marathon, yes. which remind me which one it is again. So I'm running the Chicago marathon in October. Did you have to qualify for that? So I didn't have to qualify, but I did have to get selected. It was an application process because they don't just let anybody and everybody run it. Um, so 
it was kind of planted in my head by my cousin Amber. She had run the Chicago before, so I saw her last summer. And I had kind of started running. I, I actually started running again uh, in rehab. That was like my escape. I would yeah. run every single day. Started with a half a mile and I'd be dying, but um, I never really quit running from them. So talking to my cousin and she's like, let's do the Chicago marathon. And at first it's like, yeah, right. Like, no. And then a few months later, she texts me. She's like, it's time for applications to go in. So I was like, you know what, let's do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is I actually did get accepted and she didn't. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was able to get in with a uh, running for a charity though. Um, but I was actually accepted to, to run. It was like the lottery pick or something. So that's awesome. I've been, um, training my butt off for that and i i've been loving it i love the training i love having that accountability for myself again yeah where you have to to go run x amount of miles right yeah i follow an app uh, uh, that's that that kind of my trainer for me and i just i know i could easily say screw it i'm not going to do it today but then i also know how am i going to run 26 miles if i don't do this like well, I'm going to ask you the cliche question that everybody asked me when I ran my 52 mile ultra. What's the farthest you've ever ran? The farthest that I've ever ran to date right now is only a half marathon. So you're at 13 point. What is it? 13.1. I've got, I've got a ways to go. Like I can run it. I wouldn't say like cake, but I I can run it pretty easy. Uh, Yeah. But that's only half a marathon. <laughs> I've yeah. got a whole nother that I'd have to run after that. So it's running's funny, man, because like if you know you have to run 10 miles in a day, you don't really start to feel the fatigue and, and the weariness of it until you hit like mile nine. Right. Because then you're like, oh, Jesus, I just want this to be over. Right. But then if you, know, you do. Actually- I, I get, I get what you're saying, but I'm a little opposite. It's usually the very beginning. Oh yeah. When I'm like, when I'm like oh my God, I'm, I'm one mile in and I got nine more of these left, but, yeah. but then the pre-workout kicks in and then the adrenaline kicks in and then the book I'm listening to gets good. And next thing I know I'm six miles in like, Oh, where did all that yeah. time go? I know. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point too. Like I, it, Allie would always, I would tell Allie to take me like three miles just to warm up. Right. And she's like, Oh, you're so you're full of it. And I'm like, okay. And now that she's been running more and more, she gets it, no. but yeah, I always got I to she's the, been running. That's great. Yeah. She ran a half marathon in Denver, um, the Colfax half, and that was good for her. She enjoyed that. So good. But dude, I always hit like I get through those those first couple two three miles, and start to feel decent, and then like when my run is getting close to being in done, I'm like, hell yeah, right, and, and I'm ready to be done. But it's also a mindset because if I'm if I set out to run 20 miles, like I don't start to really feel that fatigue until later in the run. You know what I mean? Where I like my mind's like, okay, dude, we're almost done you could stop early or you could keep going. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I'm I, dude running for me is not fun. Like I don't, I, I'm not, I don't think it's fun. <laughs> like I really don't. And I do it when I do run, like I do it because it's hard for me. Like it really is hard for me to even go out and start running because I, I just don't like it. 
Yeah, like, I, can, I can relate to that. It, it, I got to get going for me to finally. Yeah, I, I know it's every morning when yeah. I wake up. God, I don't want to do this. But then I throw the shoes on and I get going. And then, you know, half a mile, mile into it, I'm like, oh, thank God I'm doing this. <laughs> well, you and always feel it. I regret it all day if I didn't. Oh, for sure. You always feel good once you get rolling and when you're done and stuff because you, you've made that accomplishment. But I don't know, man. I don't know that I've ever experienced the runner's high that everybody talks about. What my, what my, at what point does one hit that? I don't know. I, I definitely do feel that quite a bit. It, it, it varies on when I do. There's been times where it's the last mile that I have, maybe of like 11 mile run. And then it hits me and maybe it's cause I'm excited that I'm almost done. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But no, I just, yeah, it's once I get going and I'm, I'm finally running and I'm hitting my stride. I'm like, okay, this feels good. Thank God I'm doing this. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I can get that and I can relate to that. I just, I don't know. I, everybody and me, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I I've done a lot of running in the past couple of years and I thought I would maybe come to the point where I liked it more, but I just don't, I like running trails. Like if I'm going to run, I want to run trails. Yeah, right. Like I like to be in the mountains. I like to be on the rugged stuff. Um, I just pound in pavement for me, man. Not, not my jam, not my jam. <laughs> Kudos to the people that do it, dude, because it's just like, I get bored. Like it's just monotony. I think just like, and it's actually healthy for me personally, just because I have to work through that so much and be like, dude, this sucks, but I got to keep going. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas yeah. when I'm in the mountains, dude, like I, I feel like I can go forever because yeah. you don't have them not, and you're always having to jump over a rock or step over this trail or go through the Creek or whatever, you know, that's a whole different kind of running hundred percent. I know. It's so cool. I just, I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, dude. Running, running is just, it's one of those things that I think everybody should do because it's something that you can do no matter what. Like if you're gone on a trip and there's no gym or whatever at the hotel, like you can always run. Exactly. Like running's never out of the question. And as much as people, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I can't run because my knees and my back. And I'm like, no, if you, if you ran, your body's going to take care of you. Exactly. And I 100% believe that dude. Like I, I, I didn't believe it for a long time, but I 100% believe that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I did a little bit of CrossFit in Casper this last summer when I was living there. Um, and uh, oil city CrossFit and Westy, he's the coach there. And he yeah, actually, he's a good that. dude. Like I was having some knee issues and he said, dude, just trust me, just work through it. And your knees actually going to feel better. Like yeah. if you just work through it and, and he was a hundred percent right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to, like, I think, yeah, you have to just work through those aches and pains. You're going to yeah. be like the next Cameron Haynes, huh? Have you, do you know who he is? Man, that sounds familiar. What? So he's a, he's a bow hunter, but he runs like a marathon a day. Oh, okay. And, and is he from Wyoming? He's from Oregon. Okay. But he, I know who you're talking about. I do know who you're talking about. I've heard that. Yeah. Dude, you're going to be like him one day. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be, be trekking, a, trekking a marathon a day, dude. Man, the fact that you signed up for, what was it, 52 miles? 
Yeah. That is crazy. And we were kind of going through some training stuff, I think around the same time when you were training for that. And I remember I'd get up like early in the morning to go on my run, yeah. what I thought was early. And I'd, you know, pop open my phone and here you are already done with your run. And it was like five in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was rolling early, man. I tried to get out there like some mornings I'd get up at like three, three thirty to go hit it just because and in the snow. Oh yeah. Yeah. And... You do. Well, that's the hard part about training for ultras around here. Like if you don't training for marathons for that matter, period, like it, as you well know, the winners here tend to suck and like we can't run in the mountain because there's feats of snow and right. so like trying to train for anything that's like endurance based that's running without just sitting on a treadmill all day like it's a big challenge here and and like it's just a little bit different and i don't feel like i was fully prepared even though i ran a ton of miles but i don't feel like i was getting quality miles all the time because i was trying not to fall on my ass in the the snow yeah you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, it was, it was I don't know, man, it, it was a good thing and a bad thing, but I think like the, the cool thing that you have, and I've been watching you on, on the social interwebs is like, you know, being in Florida, you can go run anytime you have to deal with some heat, but I, I, I get a little bit envious of that because you're like outside doing your deal every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do definitely have the luxury of that. Definitely try to do my runs in the mornings because it can get the hottest part of the day is when I get off of work, you know, at 5 p.m. That's that's usually when it's the hottest and there's no way I'm going to go run at that time. But I'm a morning person anyway. Yeah. You know, 70, yeah. 80 degrees in the mornings at 630 in the morning here is just perfect. Watching the sun come up. I love it. Yeah, dude. That's I'm I'm jealous when you when you talk like that, I get jealous. <laughs> Hey, you could always move to Florida, pack the family up. I know, right? <laughs> I never in a million years thought I would be living in Florida. It, it's, it still blows my mind sometimes that I live here. It's living cool. on a staycation, we call it. Oh, dude, I'm glad you did because not a lot of people are willing to do that. Yeah, it, 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 I had the luxury of my job too. I work at home as long as I have internet you know, I can pretty much go anywhere. So that, that, that was nice too, not having to worry about move and find work and all that. I just had to pack my computer up and set it up somewhere else in a different state. Dude, with all the, with all the chaos that's going on in the world right now, what's it like in Florida? Like, I know everybody, you know, you see in the media and, and whatever, how great Florida is right now. Is that, is that the truth? Um, yeah, it's nothing real crazy that goes on here. Are you talking like in terms of like COVID stuff or like stuff? Yeah, pick pick your poison. I mean, just all the weirdness that's going on. I mean, inflation, COVID, um, this riot, that riot, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's, I don't think it's any different really than, you know, Casper really. It's, uh, COVID was never a real big like issue here. Um, it is a, a Republican state, so 
most people are like, screw that. I'm not wearing, you know, wearing a mask and that. Not that they have to anymore, but right. Florida reminds me a lot of Wyoming. Really? It is. You, you kind know. of cut out there a little bit. So you said it reminds you of Wyoming and then what? Yeah. Florida, it, it's a lot like Wyoming. Same kind of people, you know, the yeah. looking people that, you know, I, I'd almost say that Florida is more um, probably pro-Trump than Wyoming is. Not that Wyoming isn't, but they love Trump here in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. But um, I, I don't get too involved in the political stuff. If you know me, I, that's never been something that I I get too involved with. Try yeah, to stay I, I try to stay out of it too. Mind my own business, do what I need to do to make it work and yep. move on. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, it's been actually really good connecting with you again because it has been quite some time and I'm sure we could freaking dig into a lot more topics and we may have to do like a part two, uh, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Cause I still have yeah. a lot on my brain, but I, I mean, I also we've been on here for, I think over an hour, yeah, around an hour or something like that. And uh, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, but I think the one thing that would be cool is if you could just leave people with like that change that you made, you know what I mean? And like what it actually did to your life, you know, after post rehab, getting in shape and like, what kind of did it like do with your career, your relationships, your overall, obviously your health got better, but like what, you know, like a lot of people, cause like you said earlier, dude, like people see it as cliche. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, that's bullshit. I'm going to drink my beer. I'm going to do this, that, and like, whatever, like everybody can make their own decision, but I don't think that people actually understand like making the, how those lifestyle changes actually make things better. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I guess, you know, I, I just think, and I can honestly say now, it's easier to make these changes than, than, I, than, than people might think. It really yeah. is easy. It's, it's a, all it takes is, a, is the one second to change your mind on how you're going to live your life. I know that, you know, it, it's just easier than, than people might think. Like some people might say, I can't do that. I can't quit drinking. I can't, you know, quit eating crappy for lunch because one excuse or another, like there's no excuses. It's just, you just got to do it. You got to put yourself out there to do it. Um, a lot of it is vulnerability too. You got to be okay to be vulnerable. And um, yeah. that's another thing that I've learned. You know, I'm not afraid anymore to say, Hey, I've gone to AA, I've gone to rehab. Like it, it I'm okay with talking about it. And you know, I'm, I'm, I obviously won't drop any names, but uh, it's amazing how many people have reached out to me, you know, that even people you probably know yeah. that have reached out to me on like, you know, direct messenger on, on Facebook and stuff, wanting advice and asking for help. And, and I think that that's pretty awesome. You know, oh. I, I never knew that I would inspire people. And, and even I said to you the other day, I'm like, you know, I don't have much of a story, but I'm sure we can talk. And then your reply was the best. You're like, what do you mean, dude? You've done this. You've done that. You're doing this. You're doing that. And I was like, 
you know what? Okay, Nick. That's awesome. But the deal is, is we all get into that. Like um, you get into that and because you don't see the value in, in yourself and you don't see the value of what you've accomplished. I mean, I get into that shit all the time. Um, like who am I to, to, to make a podcast and, and talk about the changes that I made in my life for the better? You know what I mean? Like you don't see that value. And sometimes you have to have people like point it out to you and you're like, you know, you're right. I have done some shit and I have had to accomplish some hard times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's cool. One, one last question. I know we'll, we'll, I'll probably drag this on for another 20 minutes, dude. But one last question. Um, what happened to your friend group when you started making these changes? Um, you know, I didn't, not a lot changed. I moved away from Casper. So my, my ultimate friend group was in Casper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still keep in contact with those guys. You know, I still... I haven't lost any friends there. There may be a couple guys that I am not as in contact with as I used to be, Yeah. but I have not had one single person say to me, dude, you're an idiot. Why are you, why are you doing this? Why, why are you going sober? Like no one's been like that. So that's been awesome. And, you know, I, I haven't lost any friends, but I have gained some friends along the way um, that, that I probably would have never you know, met without changing how I was living. And, you know, especially like the band guys, we are all still brothers. Um, one of them is actually gone sober as well over the last few months, months, awesome. which I think is, is absolutely amazing. And they're all doing well, but um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't lost any friends. They're all still there if I need them. Um, yeah. I just, I don't live in Casper anymore. <laughs> That's right. where my, my core friends are. I'm just, I'm not there anymore. So it's hard to stay in touch with everybody like I used to. Well, you know, a lot of people that like go through what you've gone through or, or make significant changes in their lives, like they have to find different friends and it's not because they dislike those friends. It's just because those friends live a little bit different lifestyle that they can't be around. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, yeah doesn't support that, that that doesn't support where they want to go I, I agree and you know just even like the fourth of july just being a few days ago like on facebook looking at pictures and like good old alcova over the fourth of july weekend it's like and i still have some friends that obviously still go out there for three days and just non-stop drinking it's like there's no way that i would be able to do that not that like I wouldn't be able to go and be around that. Like, I just wouldn't want to, I wouldn't yeah. want to go do that. It does not sound fun or appealing to me anymore. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. It's uh, funny how, it's funny how our perspectives change. Yeah. I don't look down on them for doing that, right. but that's, that's not, I, there was a quote and it was actually Ron White, you know, the comedian. Yeah. He, and he's now sober. I don't know if you knew that he's going on like two years sober now, I believe. And his whole gig is being a drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he said, I was listening to a podcast actually to uh, two bears, one cave. You ever listen to that? No, I have not. Oh God. It's, it's Burt Kreischer and um, 
Tom Segura, a couple comedians, but um, they had Ron White on there and he was talking about his sobriety. And he said, I believe every person has a limit to an amount of alcohol that they can drink in their lifetime. And I've had mine is what he said. Yeah. Like, God, that is so true. Like I've just, I've had my share. I don't need any more. Right. Well, you, you also start to, you know, like for me, like it was getting in the way of what I was trying to accomplish. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm, I'm trying to, to build business and, and have employees that count on me. I have a family that counts on me. I have <clears throat> number, you know, financial goals that I want to hit. And like, it got to a point where like, okay, like this really isn't worth it to me anymore. Going and hanging out on my buddy's front porch, kicking back Keystone lights when I'm in my late twenties is not getting me anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I had to, to shift that mindset for sure. Just because you just, you, you have to make those changes. I don't know. You know, like I, I tell my kids, they're like, you know, we let our kids do a lot of shit, man. And it's, it, you know, vapes are big at, in this, you know, in, in the younger kids now and mm-hmm. drinking will always be a thing and it is what it is. And, and, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, like, you know, if you're going to go out and try stuff, you really need to consider like, is what your goals are and is it getting in the way of your goals? And if it is, then why, why would you even waste your time with it? Right. Yep. And they gotta, they gotta figure out on their own, you know, with a little help, of course, on, you know, who are the right people to be around some, some people, it takes a little longer for them to realize that, but you gotta live life to figure it out. Oh yeah. 100%. And I don't have kids yet, so I can't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk like I'm raising, you know, I, I just, that's, that's just how it is. You gotta live life to figure it out. And I definitely, I did that for myself. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm glad I am where I am now. Yeah. I mean, it, no, dude, you got to live and you got to learn. I mean, that's just, that's part of the whole process, but now you're in a position where you're all the shit that you went through and you talked about it. Now you can relate with other people and help other people and you have people reaching out to you and you can help them solve their problems. Like that's the cool part about it to me. Yeah. And it's not like I have it figured out either, but I can, the best thing I can do is let people know my experience and you know that that's kind of what AA is built around too you just sharing your experience and yeah. letting people learn from that as well so because not everyone has the same experience that's that's for sure oh yeah man it's a big world out there yep for sure cool dude well I appreciate it and uh we'll be in touch soon and um yeah we may have to go on round number two Hey, I'd love it, man. And, and I appreciate it as well. I've actually uh, just chatting with you and chatting about all this. It's kind of made me realize again, like, man, I really have made some changes and it's making me feel pretty good about myself. At least well, for- I'll tell you, I'll tell you from the dorm room at Black Hill State University to where you are now is a night and day difference. And I know there right. was a lot that happened in between, but like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I think it's awesome that you're, you're making those changes. You took a leap and moved to Florida and you guys are building a life there. And, um, yeah, it's really cool to watch. So keep up the good work, dude. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, same goes to you. Proud of you and what you're doing this 
podcast. I, I do listen to it. Um, and I'm, I'm excited that, that you had me on it. So I might have invited myself to be on here with you, but that's okay. Dude, I'm glad you did because I like, I mean, sometimes I'm, I just missed the boat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was, I listened to it and I'm like, man, that would be really fun to be on there actually. Yeah. So I'm glad we made it happen. For sure, buddy. Well, I appreciate it, Derek. And we'll talk soon, man. All right. Hey, thank you, Nick. We'll talk soon. Thanks, buddy. See ya. Bye.